I'm very grateful to be here this morning. Uh, this is my home and my family. I appreciate my pastor to give me a privilege to be here to speak to you this morning. Love you, my pastor, and uh, hope to see you soon. Greetings from Africa, Uganda. Uh, I'm Samuel Mokisa Freeman. Uh, the ministry is called the Hope Initiative International Ministry. Uh, we have 52 churches in Uganda and uh, 11 churches in Tanzania and two churches in South Sudan. Are we still moving on, um, making sure we reach unreached people? And uh, in Uganda, we have an orphanage of 465 kids. These kids are coming from Islam background and uh, different wars are everywhere. So in my country, is the largest uh, refugee where most people are coming from different countries and uh, it's like the safe place but even to us it's not safe but we're still keeping on and serving the Lord in the name of Jesus so uh, I want to appreciate God for what he's doing down there and uh, I'll be sharing you with you some testimonies here uh, you like it because uh, we sing God on a daily basis. I want to appreciate uh, Apostle Mark. Uh, he has been uh, a good brother to me. Uh, he has been taking me wherever uh, open doors are and uh, he has been driving me here. People are busy but he has like uh, I can uh, just surrender to the Lord and we can go wherever. So uh, he's a good guy. I appreciate you, sir, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. This morning, I want to share with you a word which the Lord has put on my heart. And uh, this word is uh, a word from God. Uh, accepted Christ when I was 14. And uh, in our country, but then it was not uh, a country which was settled. When I was born, I experienced wars when I was three. We could run from different corners, getting uh, a place to hide because the country was not stable. And but then uh, we had a Muslim president who did not want Christianity uh, to grow up, even the gospel to be preached. So Christianity, but then they were persecuted and uh, it was a bad time. Any community with a big uh, uh, Christianity was attacked in different ways and uh, it was not good time. So when I knew that I'm alive here, it was a bad time for me because we couldn't be able to keep ourselves in one house 
or to stay in one place, but we were up and down trying to be rescued from different attacks. And one night, we were attacked in our community, and uh, it was almost at night when I was 14, and uh, my mom took me under uh, the bed, and she told me, Samuel, don't scream whatever you hear, just keep calm. I could hear different things outside, and the guns sounding with uh, uh, scary sounds, and uh, I could feel like my heart is like coming out, but I could keep uh, my life because mama told me, don't scream. And uh, he told me that Samuel, God will help us. I didn't know whether God will help us because I didn't know whether there is God. And uh, thank God that it came in the morning. And when it was in the morning, I found myself down there under the bed. Then I was like, okay, I remember what happened last night. And when I waked up, I could try to call my mama, my dad, and the other guys. Then nobody was responding. Then I come out from the house. I started to go around calling them. No one was responding. Then I uh, went to the neighbor's house. And when I reached the neighbor's house, we were all killed that night. And I could justify the bodies and blood everywhere. Then I was scared and ran to another neighbor's house. And when I reached there, I found them also were killed. So I couldn't be able to know which way to tell. But I started to run into the bush. And it took me almost 80 miles running. And thank God that when I was running into the bush, in that 80 miles, I found people in the bush crying to the Lord, repenting for a nation, seeking God for the rescue. And these people were like scared of me. And they asked me, where are you coming, young boy? Then I say, I'm looking for my parents. Then they say, who are your parents? Then I told them, they say, can you stay with us? Then I say, yeah, I can stay with you, but I need my parents. Then they gave me a cup of porridge. Then I say, okay, I can take my porridge because these guys can be good guys. Then I stay with them, and uh, it was almost 10 in the morning. These guys started to pray, raising their hands. From 10, we went up to 7.30. These guys are still praying. Nobody is ceasing. They are crying to the Lord, and I was staying with them. They are watching, and I was asking, who are these guys? How can they do that? Whom are they crying to? I didn't know. Then, by 7.30, they came together, and I was seated there in the bush, and the preacher preached like, God has a good plan toward us. And uh, he was like, hey, Samuel, God has a good plan. Then I was like, is he really? He has good plans. I don't see even my parents. 
And since I was born, I've not really seen the good plans. But that night, the presence of God was too heavy. And uh, the Holy Spirit was in operation. I couldn't hold it. I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. I didn't know that I would be a preacher. Because I was still young. And I stayed with these guys. They told me we're going to help you to find your parents. Maybe I thought when I give my life to Jesus, it will take maybe one day we shall get them. But I stayed in the bush with these guys for four years. And in four years, every day they were mentoring us. Every day they were really teaching us what to do. Every day they were like, we can make it. And by four years, I was strong spiritually. I was strong to stand for Jesus. I was strong and able to attack any attack which attacks me. I was strong in the word of God and in the faith in Jesus Christ. Then they say, Samuel, then we need to go out and launch out. We need to tell the community. Then we didn't have a microphone. We didn't have the speakers. I had an African drum, and I was the drummer. And I carried my drum on the head. <laughs> and we walked almost 15 miles. We went to the community, and uh, we went there, and uh, we just set ourselves in a corner. Then I started to drum, and our team was clapping, and they were singing. And we could see people coming from all different corners running to see where is this drum coming, and the people who are singing, and when they came now, we had a big congregation. Then the pastor said, Samuel, you're the first person to tell the people where Jesus met you and how you survived that day. Then I was like, Pastor, I'm ready. Then I stood and I told the people, my name is Samuel. I accepted Christ, but then I was 18. Then when I explain who am I, before I continue, I saw some people behind running towards the pulpit where I was, and they were saying he's the one. Then I was like, what are they talking about? When I focused my eyes, they were not. Then I saw my mama. I saw my dad running towards me and I forget whatever I was doing I jumped down and we were in joy and they were like crying then I told them you don't need to cry then they say God has kept you and I say you told me he will keep me he is faithful he kept me and I told them if you have never God, Jesus, into your life, he has kept me. You can receive him. And that time, they just went on their knees and they say, we're ready to receive that Jesus you received. And they gave their life to Jesus Christ. Praise God. 
The journey has been not easy, but we're still pushing on. I lost my father, family member in that time, but if they gave birth to us five, we couldn't be able uh, having others, but we were born 12. So five went to be with the Lord, but seven of us, we are serving the Lord like never before, giving the devil had attack on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. Praise God. This morning, I wanted to talk to you with the message saying, how far do you want to go with the Lord? The day we accepted Jesus Christ, we started a journey. And this journey we started, I feel like God is moving on a daily basis. God is not just seated in one place. God is like, can we keep going? God is like, hey, guy, can you keep on pushing on? God is like, hey, can you add more speed? God is like, can you keep doing more things for me? Because I feel like I'm moving from one level to another level. So this morning I'm talking about how far do you want to go with the Lord? You see, life is a journey. And when we're still alive, we keep moving. But not our movement that are always in the direction of our God. But if we keep on moving towards the goal, towards the focuses, towards the assignment of God, towards what he wants us to do, and we keep moving, I feel we're living for his purpose. And that's his will for us to keep on moving and he cannot abandon us. Where we like we, he push us to keep going because we are focused and we go towards where he wants us to go. Praise God. How far do we need to go with the Lord? The Bible says that Elisha, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19, if you read from verse 15, it says, And the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comes, anoint Hezekiah to be king over Syria. And Jehu the son of Nimush, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abimola shall thou anoint to be a prophet in that room. And it shall come to pass that him that escaped the sword of Hezekiah shall Jehu slay. And him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel. All the knees which have no bow and two bow, and every mouth which has not uh, kissed him. 19. So he departed hence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with the twelfth year of oxen before him. 
and he with the twelve. And Elisha passed, Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father, my mother, and then I'll fall thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and threw them and bore their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he rose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. God sent Elijah to Damascus. This was his servant in those days. And he responded to the, that voice. And uh, he had an assignment to do in Damascus with the three guys. I'm not going to talk about all the three guys, but let me focus on Elijah. The Bible says that when Elijah reached in uh, Damascus, he found Elijah, he was blowing and he was working hard. He was like somebody who was a famous farmer and somebody who has like penetrated in farming. And Elijah, when he came, he had a mantle. And uh, he just threw the mantle on Elisha. And Elisha realized there is something new God is working up to. He just realized this must be something new because a mantle couldn't just come on somebody because it represents three symbolic greatest thing in that meaning. It means like God is calling you. It means like there is a a divine authority God is giving you to operate in higher levels. Or it might be a higher position coming towards you. And Elisha was like, oh, I need just to get ready because this must be divine from God. And the Bible says that he responded to Elijah and say, hey, before I follow, before I go far with the Lord, I need just to say to my mama and to my dad something like, hey, because I need to follow the Lord. I need to go far with the Lord. I just need to keep going. I don't need anything to hold me on the way because I feel I need double into my life before I go to see my Lord. The Bible says that Elijah told him, hey, what have I done to you? Do whatever you feel. Then he went to meet his mama. And he's dead. And he told them, hey, God, I've now encountered with the Lord. And this moment, I just needed to go with the Lord. I just needed to keep pushing on with the Lord. 
I just need not to delay neither to waste time because God is up to something into my life this, this time. Praise God. You see, the Bible says in Luke 19.10, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. The day we met Jesus, he was seeking us. We were not really in the right positions. We were not really living for his purposes. We were lost in other things. And what Jesus did is to come and seek us. And when he saw us and gave us, we were found. And we're not living for our soul. We live in because we are found because of him. And the Bible says in John 15, 16, that Jesus declared this. Daddy, you didn't choose me, but I have chosen you. Elisha couldn't be able to say no because he was found. Elisha couldn't say, hey, guy, I'm going to keep on doing everything for me, but he realized by this time he has chosen me. Then I just need to keep going because it's not me has chosen him. He is the one who has chosen me. The Bible says he started the journey from Damascus. And when he started the journey from Damascus, before he started, he went and get all the oxen, slaughtered them. Cut them in two pieces. Using the instruments. Cooking them. Boiling them. And calling all people. Say hey guys you can enjoy the meal. He was like. I'm giving everything. I'm like. Surrendering to the Lord. I'm like. I'm not going to live for me. Or my soul. I'm going to live for him. I'm not holding anything for my soul. But because of him, I will be able not to be held back by anything of my soul. But I will be able to keep going because it's about him. The Bible says that when he gave that, the people thought maybe he is mad. The people thought maybe somebody has got something wrong into his mind. He started to fall Elijah. They start the journey from Damascus. When you go and read 2 Kings chapter 2, you find the story about the journey between Elijah and Elijah. When they left this place of Damascus, they went and reached into Gilgal. And when they were in Gilgal, God spoke to Elijah and said, Hey, Elijah, can you keep moving on? Because I'm your God, I'm moving. 
Let me tell you, church, God is still speaking to any level. As long as we keep moving on, God will keep speaking. God will speak again. God will keep on speaking to any level in life as we keep going from one level to another level. And Elijah told Elijah, hey, can you stay here? Because I'm moving on. And Elijah said, as the Lord lives, and your hearts lives, I will not hold myself in this level. I will keep on going. I will keep on pushing myself towards where God needs me to go. I will keep on moving no matter what. Whether it's hard, I'm going to go. Whether it's not easy, I'll keep following the law. Whether it's then or night, I'll keep on going because I feel I'm ready to go to any level where God needs me to go. The Bible says he followed Elijah and they left to give God to Bethel. And when they reached Bethel, the same God spoke in Damascus. It's the same God speaking in Bethel. How far do we need to go with the Lord? Are we still listening the voice of the Lord? Are we still really listening what he's saying today? Are we really going with what he's saying to any level? He is the same God. Who spoke when we not we nothing? He's the same God. He keep on speaking when we something. He's the same God who can speak when we were still poor. He's the same God when he we are rich. He can keep on speaking. He's the same God when we were still sick. He spoke the war. He's the same God. He can speak when we healed. Bible says that they left him better. And Elijah, before they left, he told Elisha, can you stay here? Sometimes God is like, I'm not going to make decisions for you. God is like, can you make new decisions? Because the decision we make today determines our future. If I determine well and I choose what is right, I'm going to affect my tomorrow like never before. And my tomorrow will be greater than my yesterday. The decision we make today to decide to serve the law is the decision we like touching a new generation. It's like we're doing the right thing. It's like we're giving the devil hard time. It's like God is like, oh, do it again, do it again. And what the devil is planned to do, the more we keep going, the more he's losing the battle. Elisha said, sir, as the Lord lives, I'll keep going. How far do I need to go with the Lord? I've preached the gospel. This is my 27 years. I feel like I want to preach the gospel. 
I've been attacked seven times to take my head. But I feel like I'm not scared. I feel like where they wanted to take it, I feel like I need to go in that same place and say, Jesus still saves and he is the savior. In the midst of the fear, I feel like I can stand with the Lord. In the midst of a challenge, I feel like the Lord is with me. I can still make it in that challenging moment. Sometimes it can be mountain. When you climb and you feel like you're alone. But if you push and go for the Lord, if you're going for the Lord, it might be the mountain, but that mountain will not hold you, <laughs> not to make it because you are not a law. You move him because you obeying the voice of the law. You move him because you doing the right thing for the law. You move him because he said move on towards this destination. And when you keep going, even if there is a mountain, praise God. One day, we went to preach in the gospel in a Muslim popularity, and uh, it was a Muslim uh, area. And when we went there, we preached the gospel was too powerful. I saw Muslims listening, and when you could see them, they are crying. I said the presence of God was too heavy. And some of them say, we needed to finish this guy before he damaged our faith. Because this kind of gospel, it will change everybody. We were praying and uh, on Friday, they decided to come. They wanted a dialogue. Then we said, if we do dialogue with the security, because we know you, and uh, the security can handle that. In case if you have any questions about Jesus, we're ready to defend our faith. We have all the answers concerning our faith, and we know we don't have any doubt. We can speak whatever we speak, but that's the truth we know, and nothing can stop the truth. And they agree, and they came. We gave them 30 minutes to defend themselves. We were talking about Jesus and Muhammad, who takes people to heaven. They couldn't give the proof that Muhammad is the way. They couldn't give the proof that he made it to heaven. They couldn't prove that when he died, he resurrected. We came with all the strong truth. And we give all the confidence.
scripture showing that Jesus is the way, the truth and love. When he died, he resurrected from life. He assures us that I'm going, but I'm coming, and I'll take you back. And when I take you back, I'll give you mansions. We gave them all every truth. And Muslims, when they get all that big number, came and surrendered to Jesus Christ. And uh, these guys was like, we need to do something. We finished the meeting. We went to a place where we were staying. And these guys decided to come to kill us. It was not. They were almost 400 and some numbers ahead. They were screaming, Allah Akbar, Takibi, Allah Akbar. They are really good in intimidating. And their words they use, when you know them, then you need to be on the side of Jesus. If not, you cannot fight it back. Then we had all those screams. Then we had our secular God who has, what do you call that? That's it. Then we told him, can you just make sure that gate is closed? Then he said, yes, sir. These guys approached the gate. They shook the gate. We were in the house. We couldn't be able to run away because we were also visitors down or in that area. So we couldn't, and it was night. Then they shook the gate. I think the angels hold the gate. Was not able to come up. And four of them jumped the gate. And when they jumped, I was watching. I told the team I was with, hey guys, we need to hold our hands. Let us pray. Let us seek the Lord in this time. Let us represent this case in this danger season. And when we were praying, I saw some of my team members, they were like crying and one said, hey, Bishop, are we dying here? Then I say, I'm not dying. If you're dying, I don't need to die here. I feel like I'm still keeping on with the Lord. I feel like he has more to do with me for his purposes in the kingdom of God. Then I told them, hey guys, can you enter into our room? Can you pray with us in that room? Anybody who's scared and uh, they will, okay. Everyone who was scared entered into the room and I locked there. Then I stood with those who say, whether is to die, I'm not surrendering to the law. I'm still standing. I'm still ready for Jesus. And we kept on praying. These guys came. I saw them. When they were touching the door, ooh, I had people screaming outside of the house. 
And I saw them running back and they jumped to the gate. Then I heard their voices going, 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 and they left. And when they left, we finished the meeting and we thanked the Lord who has rescued us. We didn't see anything, but we knew God has given us victory. When we went home, it took three days. This girl, who was uh, the leader, led the group to come and kill us. When he reached at his house, he was dumb. He went into the room and he told his wife, don't tell anybody that I'm here. I'm reading books. And anybody asking you, don't tell. And don't disturb me. Then he kept himself in the room. He was the leader of a mosque. And he kept himself inside there. The first day, the second day, on the third day, when he was coming, Jesus appeared to him. And he told him a lot of things. And he showed him like a TV, showing him our meetings and how we preach him. And he was watching. And Jesus told him, do you see what they are doing? They are doing it for me. And what they are doing, that's the right thing they are doing. Because they are living for my purposes. Then he showed him our destiny all the end of this journey. We were entering into a beautiful city, a city full of joy, a city full of happiness, a city full of life. And this guy was watching and Jesus told him, if you believe those words, that's the destination of your life. And this man's care. And he showed him another side on his side. And he was like, where he is, things are not going to work. Because people were crying. People were in hard time. People were like, not really happy. Then Jesus said, it's up to you to decide. That morning, his followers came to his house. To ask whether their leader is okay. And when they reached, it was the time he opened his door. And he asked water from his wife. And the wife gave water. And all the people came, asked him, why are you not coming to lead us? Since we went to attack those guys, we don't see you. What happened to you? Then he opened his mouth and he told them in Arabic and Swahili, which say, Kutoka siku ya leo, mekubaliana kuokoka. It means from today, I've decided to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
the guys couldn't even respect him. They started to hit him. They started to want to kill him just there because he has mentioned Jesus. But he went through a window and he ran and Jesus rescued him. Then we heard somebody calling us after a week introducing somebody. That is so and so is looking for you. You preached in his community. He was a leader of the mosque. But he wants to see you. He has accepted the Lord. Then I was like, are you sure? Then we went to see this guy, meeting him. He was crying. He was repenting. Then he told us all the story. Then he said the day we came to kill you guys, when we were touching the door of the house you were living in, a lion came from nowhere. And it was going to just drop us and tear us in two pieces. Then we feared the lion and we took off and we ran. When he said that, I was filled with the Holy Ghost and said, thank you, Jesus. Jesus is real. Jesus wants to manifest. Jesus wants to show himself more and more. The heaven is ready to pose something. But the more we keep going, the more he reveals himself. The more we keep pushing on, the more he show himself that I am your God. The more we keep pushing on to another dimension, the more he say, I'm still with you. How far do I need to go with the Lord? When did I end to pray? When did I end to testify about the Lord? When did I end to do what I'm supposed to do? When did I end to stop to hear his voice? How far do I need to go with the Lord? I feel I need to push it more. He has been faithful when he met me in Damascus. He was faithful when I reached in Gilgal. He is the same God even in Bethel. He is faithful. Even in Jericho, he will keep being faithful. Even on Jordan, even if I'm crossing to the other side, he will keep leading me. He will keep going before me. He will keep showing that I'm your God. When did I kept it to desire more? The more we desire for greater and greater, the more he said, you can see me more. You can experience me more. You can enjoy me more. You can access victory because you're still pushing on. Today, as I'm winding up, the Lord is calling somebody to keep on going. 
The Lord is like, you can't do it more. The Lord is like telling somebody, hey, there is more ahead of your destination. There is a lot towards your goals. There is a, a great intervention. There is more blessing as long as you keep going. As long as you keep moving on. Thank you, Lord. I found the Lord. I stayed with this man. He told us how he has attacked us in many days. Thank the Lord. After three years, I kept this man together with him. We went to the same place they were killing me. And he was the same guy leading the killers. After three years, we went with the same guy. He stood and he said, how many people remember me? The whole community was shocked. And he said, I came with the sword to take the head of this man. But his Jesus couldn't be able to enable me to do what I went to do. But in the same place with this same man, I've come with the sword, is the word of God, to destroy the works of the enemy. He is preaching Jesus. He is declaring Jesus like never before. How could I do that to change somebody? If I could hold on to say, God, I'm, I'm ending here. But because I say, Lord, I'm still moving on. Then he was like, okay, keep going and I'll keep on showing my soul. I'll keep on bringing victory. I'll keep on winning more and more and more. I'll keep on establishing my kingdom. I'll keep on showing that I'm with you and victory will be on your side on a daily basis. Ask your neighbor, where are you now? Are you in Gilgal? Are you in Bethel? Are you in Jericho? Are you in Jordan? Or you have crossed to the other side? Encourage somebody, say, keep pushing on. Keep going on. They reached on the Jordan and Elisha could just watch. Elijah took the mantle and pushed boo on the water. And the water boo. And Elisha was like, oh, this is amazing. You see, the more we keep going, the more God showed us what we have never seen before. Miracles are in the presence of our pushing God. Miracles are ahead of whatever is ahead of us as long as we keep going. And the water was like, yeah. Elisha was like, thank you, Lord. He makes ways where it seems nowhere. 
Elisha make it to the other side. Elijah said, hey guy, we're coming from far. Can you ask? Can you pray? There are some prayers we pray when we're not across the other side. Because the other prayers we pray when we're not on the other side is about me. Lord, do this for me. But when we cross to the other side, our prayer is, is not about me. Elisha said, hey God, if I'm praying, I need a double portion because where I'm coming from, they need a touch, they need a God. They needed to see that God I've been following. They need to get great intervention. They need revival. They need salvation. They need healing. They need Jesus to invest into their lives. I need that portion. And Elijah was like, wow. You get it as long as you keep watching. And the Bible says Elisha kept on watching. And there came the chariots of fire from heaven. This is amazing. The journey of keep going. You not experience only these earthly things, but heaven will show up, will be opening. Different things you'll be enjoying seeing what God is doing from his throne. Bible says that these chariots of fire came down. And they divided the two. Then they took Elijah. And when they took Elijah, Elijah was watching. And he said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel. And Elijah was like, Oh, the guy is still watching. The guy is still awake. The guy is still alive. Then he released the mantle. The Holy Spirit is telling me the last church will be with a great glory like the first church. Heaven is about to release something. God is like, who is moving on? Who is keeping going so that I may release something in these last days? Because I need to do something. And when Elisha got it, he went to Jordan and said, where is the God of Elijah? And all the waters say, hey, we know whom you're talking about. And we always respond to that God. We're ready to do whatever you want. And it divided. They see him afar. And they say the spirit who was on Elijah now settled on Elisha. I'm telling you this morning, God wants to release his spirit on your life. And that spirit is not just to keep you normal, to keep you ordinary, to keep you on a low level. 
the spirit of God, when it comes upon you, people are going to be amazing because what is about to come from you, it will be glorifying the name of the Lord. It will be showing the glory of God. It will be just showing the power of God. I'm excited of that. When they saw that, they said, wow. Then he came. He was the answer. He touched the lives of people. He declared the word of the Lord. God used him like never before. People respond to God. In his days. The more we keep going. The more. We open in heaven. To release something. So that we may be able. To touch lives. To touch lives. To touch lives. As we going to pray. How far do you want to go with the Lord? That's the simple message the Holy Spirit told me this morning. How far do you feel you need to keep going? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father of life, draw me closer. Lo, my heart set on you. Let me run the rest of time with your life for in my and let the peace of God then you reign. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. The presence of God is here. And God is speaking to somebody. Because this is your time. It's your season. Keep going. Push it. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the word. We thank you for what you're doing. Somebody needs strength. Somebody needs more anointing. Somebody needs hope. Somebody needs your hand. Because every heart is ready to keep going. Let the heaven open and pour what it can enable us to do extraordinary. To do incredible work for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are in this place. Revival is here because the rain is already in the place. 
There's somebody, King of Glory, have moved from Damascus and they keep on moving, Lord. Keep speaking, Jehovah. There are some people I feel to pray with you this morning. There are some people I feel like God is like, can we keep going? Before I leave this pulpit, you can just feel free. Come forward here. We pray together. The Lord is in this place in the name of Jesus.